When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you. I hope you're all doing well this Wednesday, what is it, February 22nd, 2023. How time does fly. I understand a few of you in the north are getting some snow. I know Tim is really expecting some snow, but I'll let him tell you all about that in just a moment. And we're here, so... Not much is going on. We've been working on the legend, and and nobody should have any security issues or any issues at all with the legend. We all of those issues were updated yesterday or whatever, so that should be working. And I don't think anybody will have a problem. We went to the doctor yesterday, got some blood test work. Got to go back one more time. Media I don't control. know why they make Promo. you go two or three like times. But anyway, they, they were trying to get my phone to be quiet. There we go. So, Jenny, you've had another book talk. Yes, I have. Um, I'm 
show. We did, and it was fun watching all the people come in before the show at the End of Sports Lounge Live. They were coming in in droves. It was fun. And and I, we had a good show, and I wasn't nearly as nervous yesterday. <laughs> but you found out it's a lot of work, isn't it? It is. You have to prepare. You can't just go and say, oh, I'm going to do this. You have to take some time to prepare and uh, to do that and get all the books ready and the numbers and all the good stuff. So there'll be and the book talk list is up if people want to subscribe to that. You can go to the to the land. I'm going to try once people have subscribed to it to put on the on the email the list of all the books that we talked about and their authors and DB numbers if they have any. So they can get that. And you've got some work today, and I've got a little bit of work to do and keeping it keeping it going. All right, let's go to Minnesota and see what what Tim is saying about the snow. Well, we are supposed to get 14 to 18 inches of snow today. Oh. Um, and uh, we got a couple inches last night or three I guess three mm. inches so uh, all told they're saying the total will be a little over 20 inches and uh, I guess the cat doesn't like that I don't know if you heard that or not yes we did that's a wonderful sound <laughs> so, so. Um, otherwise uh, things are going okay I gotta go uh check the front door because that happened to us last time where we couldn't get the front door open because snow had blown up against it and so we had to go around through the alley and come I mean yeah go out and go through the alley and come around the block oh. to get to the front door to get it open because <laughs> we couldn't get our gate open either but anyway that's uh, Minnesota and putting up with kind of stuff. I guess Buffalo, New York, had a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's just part of it, isn't it? Yep. Anyway, we uh, gotta put up with 85 degree weather today. Yeah, and hopefully uh, we won't have any power problems because that does sometimes come with this kind of thing, but. Hopefully we'll stay on, and tomorrow night, it's on is 1966. Kind of looking forward to that. That was a great year for music. Yeah, it was. A great year for music, and you'll provide it right after All Things Radio. Tim, you might be interested. Today we're going to do a feature on the new, what is it called, hymns? Hymns Player. Hymns Player. Yeah, 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 that does sound interesting. Yeah, so it'll be something different than you've ever heard before. (laughs) So anyway, we better shuffle up to Albany, New York and see what's going on with Jeff. Well, I'm not shuffling off to Buffalo, I can tell you that much, Bill. Uh, Everything is good here. We've had some sunny weather here, but I know it's going to get colder. I know we're going to get rain, freezing rain, snow, and that's about it. I'm not, what do they call freezing rain? Sleet? So that's what we're supposed to get. I'm not sure how much we're going to get. They said, at least the meteorologist Christina Talamo on Channel 13 said, 
that all told, there's a winter weather advisory. We could get one to three inches. So I guess I'm not really complaining. If, if Tim's going to get 20 inches, I'll take three inches or one to three inches over 20 inches. But I just don't like the ice. That That's no fun to walk on. That, no, but, um, I, I think Christian but, ought to come and take you to the Walmart. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe I should have gotten those yak, yak tracks that Chris and Dave talk about. Maybe that, but I never really needed them. So maybe, yeah, maybe. But when you don't need them, you'll need them. So that's all I can say. But everything is good here, Bill. Good. All right. Speaking of Chris and Dave, let's go to Pennsylvania. Well, we are current. Well, not at this very second, but we have been getting some little bit of freezing rain. But the temperature is supposed to be on the upswing. It's supposed to be 72 tomorrow, back to 19 on Friday night. So it's kind of crazy. But it shouldn't and affect Donna Day, right? T- tomorrow is Donna Day. Don't know where we're going yet. But anyway, that's about What's up here? We're going to have ham loaf, scalloped potatoes, and peas today. I've already got the ham loaf and the scalloped potatoes mixed up and ready to go in the oven. Yeah. Well, and that's the peas good. are on their way from Walmart because I discovered last night I was out. So. Oh, you can't do without that. Mm-mm. No. I certainly could. <laughs> yeah, Jeff said he could. But so we're going to try to get some Persian cinnamon donuts and some peas and a little of this and a little of that. You know, that's we, what you mentioned to me uh, yes last week. A per- Persian cinnamon donuts. I should have I should have uh, looked for them yesterday when I was looking at Walmart. Jeff, you said you didn't want no cats in your house. No, no, no. That's why I do it <laughs> myself on their app. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did record Sunshine's meow, so um, it's. On the Sunshine Report now, and when we were working with it, trying to get it up, because she was across the room, we were playing it and playing it, trying to get it brought up, and she got really upset. She started looking for that cat. She jumped up on top of the computer hutch, which she's never done before. She looked behind it. She looked under it. She kept coming to us. <laughs> thinking that might be a cat there. Little did she know it was it was her voice. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised she didn't recognize it as her voice. Well, she didn't. How about Thunder? What did Thunder do when she heard the meows from the cat? Did she nothing. Do nothing, huh? Yeah. Well, that's good. So... As long as you guys are okay, that's the main thing. Uh, Like I said, our biggest thing is the weather today. It's only 85, I think. Is that what it was, Jennifer? Yeah, supposed to get to 86. We're supposed to have close to 90, well, 90 degree, over 90 by Friday. Only 85, only 90. I feel for you guys. I know, it's hard. I figured you would. Especially when we go out and complain and say, man, it's hot out here. I think we've breezed (laughs) through the panel now. We'll take a few calls and then we're going to do our demo. Well, we have our first... uh, It's Joe, I guess. Yep, our first... I was going to say casualty. I don't mean casual. I I don't mean... I'm just kidding you, Joe. I meet yourself, Joe. Victim. Victim. No, that's okay, Jeff. I, I... 
I don't mind. Have all the fun with me you can. Now, so that's anyway. It oh, is. God, is a. It's forty-one degrees and cloudy skies and showers up to forty-seven and down to twenty-six tonight. Wind is from the south at twenty miles per hour. We have a high wind warning. We got to look out today. It might wrap up to between 50 and 60 miles per hour. So we're praying the power lines and other stuff don't get affected, any outages. So anyway, that's it. And today's the birthday of our first president of the United States, George Washington. So here's Ellen. Good morning, everybody. And uh, yeah, the high wind warning. And I'm thinking about writing a poem about the wind because the last time it, it, the wind blew like this it it blew the patio furniture that's out in, our, in the courtyard into the swimming pool I kid you not that actually happened because um, we had our, our, cleaning le- our cleaning crew came and told us that and that was about maybe two weeks to a month ago something like that and I, I oh I just thought that was so funny I mean but I had to go tell the office so that the um, maintenance crew can go get it out of there but it's like today's gonna be one of those days if if it ain't nailed down it's gone it's gone so gotta batten down the hatches eat Peter Paul and Mary and blowing in the wind yeah right <laughs> hey Tim you could probably play that. No, well, yeah, that's a suggestion for Tim. He might get oh, that on for you. That. Well, we actually we have to. We can you wait and do that next week because we have a, another uh, Zoom thing, poetry thing tonight. So you can no, play it next week for yes, us. Yes, that's tomorrow. Yeah, our, our poetry fixed and free. Yeah, that's okay. You you can play it at any time, of course. Naturally. So, very good. But yeah, in fact, it's uh, I can hear it out out the window right now, coming eastward, south to east winds. There it is. There it is. You know, you, I love poetry, but there's a guy who was an actor. His name is Rick DeBono, and he did a poem that Doctor uh, Demento used to play. And Tim, you might remember. I, I'm I'm not sure what the, what it was called. I think it was called the Fat Man's the Fat Man's Lament or something of that nature, and. All I remember is he's talking about all the fatty foods he likes, and at the end of the poem it says, Lord, if you love me, help me shut my mouth. And that's the other thing I remember about the poem. Do you remember that, Tim? Yeah, I do. It was, uh, uh, I'll see if I can find it. I'm sure I have it. But... He was a, a character actor, guys. He played in, uh, one of the films he played in was uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. It was a film that starred uh, Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Oh, okay. So, good. all right, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, next on our list. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, you go. Who's next? Is uh, area code 320. I always forget who's in that area code, but can you unmute yourself, please? Well, Gail, but sometimes, and Beth can be and in. And Beth... And I think Gail is on the line with me because we were here. Yeah. We were having trouble getting in the Zoom link and saying this page is not working. It isn't working right now. And it it said Zoom redirected you too many times. And I tried booting and you did too, didn't you? And I've tried that. And I was talking to Tim and he said, try rebooting. 
and I did, and it's still, it was saying, this page is not working right now. Hmm. So we had to do it by, via, via the phone. <laughs> via the phone. So we, we get I, I wanted to let you know, I had, yesterday we had our universal yums, I thought it was going to be today, but we had it yesterday morning, and it was a lot of fun. We went to Brazil. There were some interesting snacks there. <laughs> so we had a good time with that. I bet you had some Brazil nuts. There were certain things that I thought we'd have Brazil nuts, and we didn't. <laughs> but we had something that was on the order of peanuts. They were shaped like peanuts, but they were more crispy. But they were really good, and they, they were coated with a little bit of onion. I wonder if it was onion salt. I'm trying to think exactly, but they were pretty good. And then there was this candy. It was like a licorice stick, but it was kind of like a pencil. We said that it was like a pencil stick. I wish I could remember what some of these things were called. Plus, there was something with white chocolate and banana, and, and that was good. It actually tasted like coconut. And, I, and if it's, it's something like that with coconut flavoring, I can handle it. I just don't care as much for the coconut when when the actual coconut is in there. <laughs> but we did have a good time with it, and I would I would sure do that one again. And I found out now the next time we have Universal Yums, it's going to be on March twenty second, and I like to remember that date because that was my grandpa O'Donnell's birthday. That's true. We were glad to have you on the book club, or the book or book talk yesterday. Oh. And Gail, you're right. That, that, the I'm, Orphan Train series is a really good series. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, because I was telling. I think I told Gail about it a little bit, and that is a wonderful one. I, I'm trying. Do you know what order they're in, Chris? Because I'd love to, to get no, the I actual don't. order. Oh, okay. well, I can probably go online on startpage.com and check that way because I've got ways of doing it. That way I can put them in a document in, in the order that they're the, the right order. And the, But I did, I started reading Keeping Secrets the other day, and it sounds very good because I know the other ones that I read have been very good, too. Well, that's and, very good. We were just glad to have you, and thank you. You know, um, and darn it, I I forgot to talk about my favorite one. Some of my favorite. Well, I mean, and I was thinking about the Sherlock Holmes books. I forgot to talk about my favorite. One of my favorite characters. I mean, he's definitely one, and so is his brother Mycroft. I I, I heard him in, in a movie, The Seven Percent Solution, and several other movies that Jeremy Brett was in. The guy who played Mycroft Holmes was Charles Gray. Oh, he had quite a voice. Well, <laughs> and I felt you, like I could see myself in his office. you got plenty of weeks to do it, so if you don't get it this week, you'll get it next week or the week whenever you come back. That's right. And I hope you didn't mind that I three-wayed Gail because no, neither of us. The only way we could do it, and I'm waiting for a phone call from my computer people to see if we can get this squared away as to why this Zoom thing was acting up. 
I don't know of any, but did you guys have any trouble getting into Zoom today? Anybody on the board, on the panel? We didn't. We didn't, but I don't use the web to get in. I, I, have the, I open Zoom and use the regular meeting ID, so I didn't have that problem. Yeah, so do I. I use the meeting ID. I usually, every week, it, has been, it hasn't been a problem, and I've been using, you know, putting the meeting ID. But this time, this is what I, we were both, Beth and I were both getting that. Yeah. So, and I rebooted too, so I don't know I for rebooted, sure. I booted at least twice. Yeah. After talking to Tim. <laughs> well, keep in touch with us because I'll let you know if I know of any problems because we will be on it and I've got to talk to the server people today anyway. So we, we're on it. I don't. Sure. Well, thank you problem. so much. Because yesterday, and I didn't know if you had any other things. And I'm sorry. Well, well, things are going pretty well here for me, except my little. Mm-hmm. We're having our inspection. Get this. We're having our inspection a week from today, but on the Thursday, a week from tomorrow, then they want to. Um. No, wait, how did that go? We're supposed to have everything, even the dust and everything, cleared out of here for some reason. That's what our management said. And it's supposed to be a week from today is the inspection, I think, and then tomorrow there there's something else going on. So it's real confusing. I know you said something about the refrigerator being oh, put the in. The refrigerators are coming in. Now that's going to be if they if the, the refrigerators they got to take the new the old ones out and they have to put the new ones in. We have to clean these refrigerators ourselves, the new ones. Plus, where to put my food in the meantime? Thank goodness, Wendy said she'd take that and put it in her own freezer and refrigerator until you know, or in the um, until those come in, and then she's going to help me with that. Thank God that she's around to help me because I don't think I could do this myself. And I'd be a nervous wreck. I'm a nervous wreck the way it is. <laughs> but just say some prayers if any of you do. Just say some prayers that all of this transition works out okay. No, because it's uh, it uh And then we've got the security system out there watching every move everybody makes. <laughs> I think there's even... um. A, a small microphones or something in certain places so if you say something it's going to get caught on there <clears throat> well that's a good thing if you're threatening somebody or somebody's getting bullied then they can catch it I keep it's all out. for your protection what's that anyway Tim? <laughs> and it's all for your protection 1984 I guess yeah. Yeah, I read that book I read that book. <laughs> anyway, thank you for your ear <laughs> with everything. And at least I, we were able to say hello and come in and that kind of thing. And hopefully next week. It all depends on I may or may not be able to do it next week because of all this stuff that's going on here. So yeah. whatever. If I do, I do. And if I don't, I don't. We'll <laughs> and thanks for your ear. Thank you, guys. Uh, you have a wonderful day. You All too. right, you too. You have a good one, guys. 
All right, Bill out there in the in the Windy City, the man, you know, the, the place with the Hulk, the Windy City, the guys in Chicago. Uh, say, open your mic up and say hello to us. Yep. Or unmute yourself. Yeah, it, I, mean. it, yep. I guess you can hear me. Yeah, it's windy here today. Am I unmuted? Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're there. Okay, I didn't. I didn't know. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, it's windy here today, and it got rain all day today, and we're supposed to be about 34, 35 degrees, and we're supposed to have bad weather again tomorrow. Of course, the northern part of the city, where I'm in, we're getting mainly rain. And then you go farther north, up near the Wisconsin line and Lake County, those areas are going to get the snow and the ice, and they're predicting anywhere maybe two inches of ice. And they're worried about power outages and everything else now. And I listened to your book talk yesterday, Jennifer, it was really good. I got a couple books I can call that you know about, but I didn't have them up to where I could get to them yesterday to get the information. They're really good. They're, they're mysteries. One's an FBI canine thing and a couple others. And and one, and uh, also I had, a, I had a person ask me a question yesterday. And I couldn't answer it for everybody, Lower but I'm going to put this out there. Go ahead, Bill. Okay, I didn't know if that was bothering you or not. No. Anyways, the question a person asked me, if you are totally blind, and say you live in a house or apartment, but you got a sighted partner, or say you got someone committed sighted, but if you're totally blind, and you're there by yourself, and it gets dark, do you turn the lights on? I do. Okay. People, they were just asking me, and I said, well, I said, I do sometimes. So depending on what I'm doing, I'm going to go in the kitchen and drink of water. I'm going to snap the light on because I know where the sink and that is. But they were saying, but uh, they were just asking me that question. They were curious. And I said, well, I can't answer for everybody. And I was just curious what other, other people did. And if you got, if you have, if you're totally blind, they asked me too. If you're totally blind and you have a sighted friend come in to visit and it get in this nighttime or it gets dark while they're there and they happen to turn a light on, you ask to make sure you turn the lights off for your electric bill or do you know, can you go around and check them? Now, I don't mean you like IRA and stuff. I mean, just, do you know? You I know? actually, I actually do that. I, t- I turn, I, I always tell the sighted people to turn, not to touch the lights if they've turned them on. And because right. they're depending on what switch you use, depends on how on which which way the switch is flipped to turn the lights on and off. So I always actually actually turn them on myself, and then when they leave, I turn right. them off. Yeah, I, I was just curious. I know that's the way. That's the way. Uh, I know because I know I got double switch in the kitchen, and we first put it in. <laughs> my, my daughter turned off on one side, and I go back on the other side, and I said, "Oh, that's on the on position." I turn the light back on. <laughs> well, I'd like to have more lights like we have in our in our kitchen in Indiana that come on. They're motion switches, and so when it sees people moving around, it comes on and stays on for oh, okay. so long. And when it doesn't see anything, it shuts back off. Oh, that's okay. That's because okay. I I know I have one I have one lamp in my uh, living room area that is on a timer, and that's mainly I just have that. That, that runs all the time. It comes on when it's dark, and it goes off about midnight or so. It's mainly just, just i just done that for years, more of a security thing that somebody, they see the light through the window or something while somebody's there. But I was just, they just asked me the question, I'm going to propose that today and see what, what, what feedback I get. 
And even if I don't have sighted people in my house, Bill, I always turn the lights on anyway for practice. I mean, just to because oh, yeah, right, you know, right, right, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I uh, turn mine. I turn mine on too. I mean, if I, if right, because you know, of course, I've only been what uh, say total in about the last five years, <laughs> but uh, I still, I still even I go cook in the kitchen, and I know it's it's dark in the winter time around five five thirty. I'll still nap the light on. I don't know, it's just a, just a habit, I guess, but yeah, I'll sample light on. We have one of our kitchen lights, the overhead light, that has three switches. So oh. we really prefer that nobody bother that one. Touch that light, right. But I, I can see we, that. I can see we that. do turn it on. Uh-huh. Now, do you have smart bulbs so that you can use Lady A to turn them off and on? No. No, I don't. I haven't done that either. I don't. I just don't. I, you know, it, talk about that smart. That that smart stuff's really good. But I saw the other the other day. I was watching. This happened to turn on TV in HSN. I went by and I said, "Oh, let me see what they're selling." Just curiosity. The other set they were selling the new, the iRumba or iRumba, whatever they call it. That now you can access that thing anywhere in the world. It's now on. It's, it, you can now do it on your iPhone to start and stop it or whatever you want it to do. And I thought to myself, that that stuff's okay, but if somebody hacks it, they're going to run your vacuum cleaner when you're not there. And I never I never cared for those locks that work with a with your phone on your door. Now I'll, I'll still stick the key in my door where I can and do that kind of stuff because. I'm just, you know, there's too many, too many hacks. But I just had, I just had to get my computer fixed. My uh, son-in-law's nephew just fixed it for me. He had to put a new hard drive in. Somehow, somebody hacked my computer and fried my hard drive. So I have no idea how it happened. So we put well, a new hard drive in. I got back working now. More and more, the uh, key lock keys are changing, Bill. Uh, I have a friend oh, of mine who lives in an apartment building, and the key, and the, the, the key that you use to get into your apartment is more like a thumb drive, and that's what it feels right. like. And that—that's right. how it opens the door. It's uh, it's totally electronic, and if they have to, but it, I guess it could be expensive if you lose that key. That that can be expensive. I guess I'm not sure how much it costs to replace it, but right. Well, it's just like these new these newer cars, you know, that start with a fob. You know, we got we got a big problem in Chicago with a Honda and the Kia. They're stealing them like crazy because to to start they have to change that. But to start the Honda and the Kia, the way I understand, all you need is a USB-C cord. Well, you just uh, stick so it in and you start the car. There, some insurance companies will not insure you if you have that kind of a, a problem. Of that oh, kind I know. Of they, yeah, I just, they, they just talked yeah, about that last State, week. Yeah, I know uh, State Farm and Allstate and them because my son-in-law is a State Farm agent, and they, they won't insure Hondas or Ikeas anymore. Right. Bill, we do have some other callers, so thank okay. you. Thank you very Alrighty. much. Okay. Charles, can you unmute yourself, please? Yes. How is everybody? <clears throat> um, Charles. Yes, um, regarding the lights, have you ever seen a switch that you had to push it in and push it out to turn it off and on? Yes, I've seen those. Those, 
my dad those had things one. Are, those things are awful for a totally blind person. And then sometime you could run to a, you know, switch that goes up and down. Sometime it could be the opposite. Down could be um, on and off could be up, you know. It's kind of weird how that works sometimes. I, I have that in my apartment. The one light that lights uh, my living room, there's a light that where you push it down, it'll light my living room. And in the in the kitchen area, there's, there's the same switch, and if you push it up, it'll light the living room. So I never use, I always keep that switch, the one that, that, that goes down, always in the same up position when the light is off. So I only use that light switch from the kitchen. Um, so it, 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 it can be a little confusing, Charles, but you get used to it. I have a program on my phone called Light Detector, and I always know when lights are on and off because it makes a high-pitched noise when a light is on and a low-pitched noise when it's off. Yeah, isn't it great to have um, <clears throat> stuff like that? Boy, you know, I, and go ahead. I just don't like having... We have some switches that control the same lights in different places, and it's hard to remember which way that switch has to be, whether it's on or off sometimes. Yeah, well, it, that's true, too. So, all right, well, I'm just checking in and hope everybody's doing well. Fine, thank well, you, Charles. Uh, you're welcome. So, um, looking forward to the rest of the program. Well, maybe we can entertain you a little bit. Okay, good, good, good. You always do, so. And I really appreciate the legend. I think it's a... The best thing in the world, I really do. Well, thank you. Thank you, Charles. You're welcome. Uh, any more calls, Jeff? Let me just check. Don't see any. Nope, I don't see any. All right, time either. for the demo then, I guess. What we're going to do today is do a demo of the new Sense Player. We didn't originate this demo. This is something I found. And if you have any questions, concerns about this demo, I mean, you can discuss it here, of course, but the answer should come from hymns.inc.com. Go there and ask them any questions or contact their sales team. But they do such a good presentation on this device that I thought, you know, this is an alternative to the Victor, the new Victor Reader Stream. So we're going to talk about that. So here we go. So get you a cup of coffee and sit back. And if nothing else, you'll enjoy Jenny Axler's voice. But I think you'll enjoy this quite well. And credit Hymns for this. Hymns. Hello, everyone. I am Jenny Axler, and I am very excited about this video because today I get to introduce you to a brand new Hymns product. In January of 2023, we are going to be shipping a brand new product called the Sense Player. I suppose the most traditional way to describe it would be to call it a daisy player. However, even daisy players these days are more like multimedia devices. They support document reading and media playback, calculators, calendars, all kinds of things. 
and the Sense Player is no exception. It does all of that, but it does quite a bit more. With Android 11, as well as some very creative and interesting HIMSS-specific programming, the Sense Player takes accessible multimedia devices to a whole new level. So let's get started by taking a look at the specs. So we have two models. We have the Sense Player and the Sense Player OCR. And the main difference between these is that the Sense Player OCR has a camera for optical character recognition, obviously, as well as a color reader and whatever we might decide to do with that camera in future. Everything else is generally the same between these two. When you look at this compared to the Blaze EZ and ET, you can certainly see that we have upgraded the hardware. We have quite a bit more storage and RAM. As I mentioned, we're also using Android 11, which gives us a lot more potential. We're using USB-C instead of micro-USB, which, again, gives us a lot more flexibility in terms of hardware connectivity, etc. But when you look at the programming, you're going to see that a lot of things are the same. This is true. We did carry over a lot of our programming from the Blaze to the Sense Player in a similar way that we did from the Braille Sense Polaris to the Braille Sense 6. However, given the hardware connectivity and using Android 11, we have a lot more possibilities for future growth here. For example, we will be adding a mobile screen reader, which will allow you to install other programs like Netflix, Amazon Kindle, etc., and have a completely tactile, accessible interface to those. In addition, we have a unique function called Smart Connect. The Smart Connect function actually allows you to use your Sense Player as a tactile Bluetooth keyboard for iOS, Android, and even your Braille Sense. And you might wonder, okay, why Braille Sense? Well, because maybe you want to use it as a remote control if you're playing Netflix or you're using Envision AI on the Braille Sense and you have it on a stand. There's any number of reasons. But for Android and iOS, it's a little more obvious. Many people, though we can certainly use touchscreens, and there have been great strides even with Android as far as making everything accessible, and so many options like image description and just on and on, it still isn't the ideal solution. Most of us, I think, still prefer physical orientation if we can get it, specific buttons that we can immediately press to make things happen, etc. The Sense Player with the Smart Connect function allows you to use your Sense Player's keyboard to make that available with your smartphone. So you can just simply use it as a tactile keyboard to make things more immediate. Again, you can also use it as a remote. Say that you do want to use something like Seeing AI or Envision AI on your phone and you have it on a stand, you can use it as a remote control. I've even used it for remote controlling media playback. I have a dock that I connect my smartphone to and I use my smart connect function on the sense player to remote control it from my chair. Okay, let's take a look at it. 
So for your reference, this is the same length and width as an iPhone mini. It is exactly the same length and width as an iPhone mini, although it is thicker and its shape is a little bit different. For those of you who are familiar with the BrailleSense, its body shape is very similar to the BrailleSense 6 and BrailleSense 6 mini. It has the rounded edges, etc. And of course, it has a keyboard instead of a touchscreen. So if you hold it in portrait mode, the top and bottom edges of the front face are taken up with the stereo speaker grills. Below the top stereo speaker grill, there are four square-shaped buttons, and these are double-action keys that perform functions related to Smart Connect, which I just talked about, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and the one on the very left with a notch is called Mode. For those of you who are familiar with the old BookSense, the Mode key is very similar to the Mode key on the BookSense. You can actually access all the programming on this device with the number keys, various shortcuts. There are many, many more programs than the BookSense had. So we can't cover all of them with the Mode key, but you can cycle through your most commonly used programs with this key. And you can set that with a long press of the mode key. You can set which programs are cycled with this. And you can use, you can have up to three to five. Below these keys, you will find the navigation pad, which of course is four arrows and your OK or select key. The nav pad is surrounded by four other keys. To the upper left of it, you will find the home key, which of course takes you to the main menu. To the upper right, you have the menu key, which will take you to program specific menus. To the lower left, you'll find the cancel key, which will close a program menu or dialogue. And to the right, you will find delete, which of course deletes, uh, clears a text box, clears the calculator, and has various other functions depending on where you are. Below these keys, you will find a standard 12-key telephone-style keypad, which has various functions depending on your position in the unit. Moving around to the left edge, we have several things. At the bottom, you will find the micro SD card slot. Above that, there are the volume down and up buttons. Above that is the voice control button, which actually determines what the volume buttons do. They can control volume, speed, pitch. Uh, it just depends, again, where you are on your unit, what these things are going to control, but you can cycle these functions with the voice control button. On the top, you will find the record key. Just above that, there is a very small hole, which actually is where one of the stereo microphones are located. They're not directly across from each other. They're actually diagonal. So moving around to the right edge, starting at the bottom, you have the second of the two stereo microphones, another small hole. So as I mentioned, they're located diagonally from each other. So regardless of whether you are in portrait mode or landscape mode, you're going to get a very nice stereo recording. Moving up from there, we have the key lock switch and then a very long button near the top, which is the power button. If I move around to the bottom edge, we have our two connection ports. Our USB-C port is used for a ton of different things. You use it to charge the device, to transfer data via your PC, to connect USB drives to the device, to connect USB audio devices. On this device, we do not have a line-in audio jack. You use your USB-C port to connect USB mixers uh, and other USB audio devices that you can use for that purpose. To the left of the USB-C port, then, is a four-pole headset jack. 
Finally, if I turn it over, on the back side of this model, we have the battery compartment, the 13 megapixel camera, and there is near the top a place to connect a lanyard. Now, of course, the Sense Player proper that does not have the OCR after it will not have the camera, but everything else will be the same. Okay, let's take a look at the programming. So I'm at the home menu, and we'll just start at the top. File manager. We have our file manager, and I'll just arrow down through here. Media player. We have a media player. Daisy player. Daisy player. Document reader. Document reader, which is very similar to the document reader on the Braille Sense. FM radio. We have our FM radio. OCR. OCR. Web radio. Web radio. Podcasts. Podcasts. Library services. Scroll down. Utilities. Scroll down. Settings. Scroll down. And we have our settings. And if we go down. File manager. We wrap back around. So let's go back up to the first submenu. Settings. Utilities. Scroll down. Library services, scroll down. And I'll press the right arrow to open this. Online Daisy. The first item here you're going to find is Online Daisy, and this will be true in most languages that have online libraries that we support. Most of them are going to support the DoD protocol. However, in U.S. English and several other languages, we also have... Bookshare Download. Bookshare Download. Now, we do support other libraries like NLS Bard. Uh, there's a library in Israel. We have several things that we will be able to support when we add the mobile screen reader. And the reason for this, this is generally based on licensing issues, so we will be supporting these via third-party apps. And they will be still able to be used directly from the keyboard with the tactile interface. So let me press the left arrow. Library services, scroll down. And we'll go down. Utilities, scroll down. And we'll take a look at our utilities menu. Recordings. So here we have our recordings playback area. You actually initiate recordings using the record button directly, but you can play your recordings, set your recording settings. All of that happens here. Color reader. We do have a color reader, which utilizes the camera as well. Memo. We have a memo function, which is just a very, very simple notes editor. Calculator. And we have a calculator, and this is going to be a basic function calculator, of course, here for major operations plus percentage and uh, the functions that you're normally going to find on a basic calculator. Wake up alarm. We have a wake up alarm. Stopwatch. Stopwatch. Countdown. Countdown. Sleep timer. Sleep timer. Format. This allows you to format your flash disk or any SD card or USB drive connected. Backup restore flash disk. We also have a backup restore flash disk application. This is going to be similar to the one that you're going to find on the BrailleSense. And again, just allows you to backup all of your data to a USB drive or SD card so that you can, uh, if you want to reset and clear off the machine or if you need to get it repaired or just because you want to backup and save everything, you can do that here. Upgrade Sense Player firmware. And of course, you can upgrade. So let me go back. Utilities scroll down. And we'll go down to settings. Settings scroll down. Global options. So we have a global options dialog. And again, this is going to be somewhat similar to what you have on Braille Sense, but this will be a little bit shorter and will have various options that are, of course, specific to the Sense Player. Set time and date. Set time and voice date. options. Voice options. So again, this is going to be similar to your voice dialogue on the Braille Sense. 
voice installer. Our voice installer is actually separate, but again, this is going to allow you to install various vocalizer voices. Bluetooth manager. Our Bluetooth manager is here. Set up internet. Our set up internet. Initialize sense player options. You can initialize. Quick start guide. We have the quick start guide. 100 charged using USB power. This is where you find your battery status. You can also press and hold the volume down button to get this at any time information about the sense player and you get information about the sense player so you can see this is kind of a hybrid between the blaze and the braille sense um, and this is one reason why we do call it the sense player eventually we hope to be able to synchronize a lot of things between the, the sense player and the braille sense uh, and the programming is somewhat you know it's it's definitely part of the hymns product line and is a very mobile to go version of many of the same functions that you have on the braille sense so that's just a general overview of the device its main feature set what it looks like and what it does we will be doing future videos that will give you specific information on general operations as well as an in-depth look at some of the specific features like ocr and smart connect for more information about any of our HIMSS products, you can visit our website at www.himsintl.com or send us an email at hymns@selvishc.com. Thanks for watching. Hymns. Everyone, I am Jenny Axler, and welcome to this next video in our series on the Sense Player. In this one, we are going to explore the Smart Connection function. We'll probably do a couple of videos on this function to make sure to show you all that it can do. In this first one, we will generally go over the Smart Connect options and how to get connected. So, let's get to it. So we're going to start out here on the Sense Player itself. And before we actually initiate the connection, there are a couple of things in the global options that we need to take a look at that affect smart connections. So I'm going to long press the menu key to open the global options dialog. Global options dialog. Control information after 125 list item. I'm placed at the top of the global options dialog. What I need is near the bottom, so I'm actually going to up arrow to wrap around to the bottom and go from there because it's faster. Language. In show folder type. Smart connect key map. Braille sense 2325 list item. So here's the first option that I need to consider. This is the smart connect key map, and we have three options. Currently, I have it set on Braille sense. The default is actually iOS. I can use the left and right arrows to change this option. I'll go back. Android list item. We also have Android. iOS list item. And we have iOS. And this is actually what I want because I'm going to connect to my iPad. It's very important to set the Smart Connect key map correctly because what we are sending is actually based on the QWERTY commands that these devices know. So even though we're using Smart Connect keys, or rather sense player keys, to send them what it's actually sending to the device is a QWERTY command that the device will know for the various functions that we're using. This is why you have to choose the correct key map because the same keys on the sense player will send different commands depending on which key map is set. Okay, let me arrow up. Send audio during smart connect. 
on 2225 list item. This is entirely optional. This allows you to choose whether or not to send audio during Smart Connect. And depending on what you're doing will probably uh, depend on what you want to do in terms of this option. For example, if you're using Smart Connect to remote control media playback, you may have your mobile device connected to another audio source. And in that case, you would not want to send audio via Smart Connect. But if you're wanting to actually listen to the audio via the same device that you are controlling with, or, for example, if you're wanting to make a phone call and actually use the Sense Player to do that, then you would want to send the audio. For now, I'm going to go ahead and leave this set to on. So I will save the global options with the OK key. Setting complete. File manager. So now we're ready to initiate the connection. So now I need to use the connect key, which is on the upper right of the keypad. This is the rightmost of the square function keys. If I shallow press this key, it will automatically reestablish a previous connection I have. If I long deep press it, it will bring up the pairing list. If I want to establish a new connection, which I do, I will give it a short deep press. So I will do that right now. Smart Connect. And I'll give it a second. Switch to pairing mode sense player OCR5. So now it tells me that it's in pairing mode. So now I'm going to switch to the iPad. And again, I'm going to establish a Bluetooth connection, not a Braille display connection with voiceover, but like a Bluetooth keyboard or HID device connection. So I'll go to settings. Settings. One new item. Settings. And I need to go to Bluetooth. iPad not backed up. Button. Wi-Fi. Hit Bluetooth. Noted. Bluetooth. On. Button. Bluetooth. Heading. And I'll go to this Post side. Mini-I sound link. Not Braille Edge. Jenny's Air. Magic. Other device. In progress. Braille Edge 380. Sense player OCR5. Button. And this is what we're looking for, so I'll double tap this. Sense player OCR5. Connect alert. Bluetooth pairing request. Sense player OCR5 would like to pair with your iPad. Confirm that this code is shown on Sense player OCR5. Do not enter this code on any accessory. Zero, five, one, cancel, button, pair, button. Okay, and I'm just uh, flicking to the right, and I'll double tap this. Other devices. Other devices. iPhone 74 is connected. So now, if I press the arrow keys on the Sense Player. Other devices, heading, in progress, heading. Braille Edge 387, button. I'm still in my Bluetooth settings, and I'm controlling my iPad now with the Smart Connect. I will go ahead and long press the menu key, which in Smart Connect will take me to the home menu. Settings, one new item. So now I am in my home menu. Now you might notice, if you've watched our other videos, that instead of using the up and down arrows to move through items, I'm using the left and right arrows. There's a reason for that. In Smart Connect, we try to make the functionality similar to what we use for touchscreen <clears throat> devices. So the left and right arrows are going to be similar to flicking right and left. Translation, services folder, devices folder, Amazon folder, Korean study folder, six apps. So in this case, the up and down arrow keys will adjust the rotor because flicking up and down generally does that. Edit mode, today, app library, activate, default, edit mode, activate, default. As you would expect, though, we do use the OK key to activate items. We do, however, try to use some of the same sense player functions. For example, number one will get you to the top. 
iOS utilities folder. 13 apps. And number seven to the bottom. App library. So now I'll press the left arrow. Doc, music. And we'll go ahead and open this with the OK button. Music, show sidebar, button. And now again, I can navigate the app just as I normally would. Listen now, my account, button, top picks, heading. And I can do the same thing. I can get to the bottom if I know what I want. Mini player, repeat, off, button. And I get down to the playback controls if I press number one. Show sidebar, button. I get back to the show sidebar button. And again, if I want to go home, I'll long press the menu key. Doc, music. So we do try to give you a bit of a combination of things that are going to be most sensible with the touchscreen, but also that somewhat emulate what we've already done with the Sense Player. However, because the key maps are different, because the commands are different, you really are going to want to check the user manual for the key command lists for whatever you're trying to connect to. Now, if you've been paying attention, you might have noticed a small problem here. I had my Smart Connect audio set to on, but the audio did not transfer to the Sense Player. The reason for this is that I am actually connected to HDMI via USB-C. So that is something to note. If you have your audio otherwise engaged, you can't send it to the Sense Player. I can simply remedy this by disconnecting my HDMI cable. iOS Utilities Folder, 13 apps. And voila, all of a sudden, now iOS Utilities Folder, Other Utilities Folder, Productivity Folder, 5 apps. You can hear my iOS audio has now transferred into the Sense Player, and you can hear it via the Sense Player. You may also be wondering, as you consider this, just how we perform all the various functions of these mobile devices using the limited Sense Player keyboard. We handle that by utilizing various modes for each key map, and you can change these modes using the menu key. Web browsing mode, text input mode, navigation mode. And I'm just pressing the menu key repeatedly to cycle through the various modes. When you activate or reactivate a connection, it always uses navigation mode by default. This is because this is what you will most commonly use, as this is going to allow you to open programs, navigate your screens. Uh, it actually allows you to perform various voiceover functions, get to the notification center, etc. We've only gone through a few of the various keystrokes just to get you basic navigation. I am currently using navigation mode, and I will continue to use that until I open the notes application. So I'm going to press the right arrow. Other utilities folder. Productivity folder. Five apps. And I'll press the OK key to open my productivity folder. Productivity heading. And now Actions available. Again, I'll use the right arrow till I get to notes. Polaris numbers. Pages. Notes. And I'll press the OK key. Notes. Show sidebar. Button. And I'm going to go to new note. Folder actions, new note, button, and press OK again. New note, 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 text field, is editing, character mode, insertion point at start. Now, it lets me know that I'm in a text field and it's editing, but in order for the number pad to enter text, I need to change to text input mode because currently it will perform other functions like going to the top with the press of number one and the bottom with the press of number seven and various other operations. So I'm going to press the menu key to change to text input mode. Web browsing mode. Text input mode. And now I can enter text. 
Now, something else to know. Regardless of how your text entry method is set in the global options, whether it is T9 or character selection, you will always use T9 when entering text via Smart Connect. So I can just press the number two to enter the letter A. 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 And you're hearing it announce both on the Sense Player and the Smart Connection. So, once again, I'll press the number six twice to enter the letter N. 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 And we get the same thing. So, basically, that is how you enter text. I really don't need to write a new note. So, before I can move out of this, I actually need to go back into navigation mode. So, I will again press the menu key. Navigation mode. And now I'm back in navigation mode. And I'll press the cancel key. Today, heading. So now I'm back in the notes list, and I'll long press the menu key to go home. Notes. And I'm now back in my productivity folder, and I can press the cancel key to close that. iOS utilities folder, 13 apps. Now I'm back on my main home screen. So as I mentioned previously, there's also a web browsing mode, which I'm not going to demonstrate right now. When you're in this mode, you can use things like number one to go to heading, number two to go to link, and all the way through all 10 numbers from one to zero. However, if those are difficult to remember, you have another option for browsing the web and also something that you may choose to use in any screen on your iPhone and the same works on Android as it happens. You can adjust the rotor by pressing pound or star, or rather hash and star. Characters, words, speaking rate, language, braille table, containers, headings. And I can go back using the star key. Containers, braille table, language, speaking rate, 60%. And then I can use the up and down arrows to adjust the rotor value. 65%, 70 60%, 65%, 60%. The same will be true when you're browsing the web. So you may choose to go into web browsing mode, or you may just use the rotor to choose headings, links, etc., and then use the arrow keys to navigate by your chosen rotor setting. So taking a look at this, it may actually look quite complex. This is a very quick overview of the potential of what's possible, what it can do. We will do other videos in future that sort of show this in more specific and practical use cases. For more information about any of our HIMSS products, you can visit our website at www.himsintl.com or send us an email at hymns@selvishc.com. Thanks for watching. Thank you very much. She did quite a job. Very good demo. Very good demo. Um, Almost makes you want one. It's built upon a different standard than the Victor Stream. In other words, this is going to have the potential for the, if you're a big radio buff like Jeff and I are, the tune-in, the, the radio apps, the other things. You know, of course, the scanner, but the other things that we tend to like. You can watch your Netflix, um, r run a lot of programs, like run the program that does my radio. You can do that. So, and I guess they're, they're having to build something else 
so that the, of course the NLS will work and the, and those types of things. So it's going to be a good thing, I think. So can you go to the Google Library of apps and download those apps on this thing, Bill? Is that what I'm but I'm kind of implying here, or is, or am I go, am I thinking out of the box too too loud here? No, you're know. not. You're not at all because it's built upon Android 11. So you could. Now I don't know how many you'll be able to put on there, but it you know all that you'll probably ever need. But once again, they're working with Android that's already behind. Which may or may not mean anything to somebody. But you will be able to do a lot of things. So, you know, libraries, your, you know, all all of your things that you can do, and that's good. So, that's a good thing. Do we have any questions? Anybody want to ask a question? Just raise your hand or... Yep, we're we're waiting for people who have questions, so go ahead and raise your hand if you have any questions about... Wait, there's Julie McCullough. Can you unmute yourself, Julie? Yes, this is an ignorant question because I haven't exactly investigated my media player, but can you do those same things with the Braille Sense as far as media things? Yes. Yes, you can. This is just a smaller version of that Braille Sense. Oh, okay. Right, so they're in the same family. Okay, all right. But yeah, you you can do that. So... You know, a lot of people like to take their things with them, and they're portable, and they can go yes. and, and do this and do that. What is the price of that? We don't know yet. Or I can't give you an accurate price because I haven't heard one. Okay. So I'd rather not give anything. I understand. Right. If I don't know, I just don't know. But I imagine... Pretty closely priced to the, and I'll be interested to see how you can use other programs with the OCR, like the, or the Lookout, so. Yeah, that would be, and reading things, having a smaller one. That's what I'm thinking. So, Julie, how are you doing? Are you doing? Yeah. You sound good, Julie. You do. Thank you. Thank you. You're hanging in there. Yep, I am. I am. Well, that's good. And but yeah, these the all these devices can get expensive and complicated. I think I I understood that last part. I think they're trying to make it so a link with your phone, your you know your Braille Sense and your Android or your iPhone, so that you can communicate if you need to make quick notes or do things like that I'm not a real so because, of, it's because it's smaller and all that are, are they making are they trying to make the price competitive with the Victor stream or I have no idea okay but uh, I will say Julie that after listening to the two demos that he did that, that Bill played 
Yes, uh, it, it's a very good product, but I will tell you that there probably is a, a bit of a learning curve with it, but if you're willing to, to uh, play with it, I think that uh, you probably could master it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, the, the speech sounds good on it. I wish my speech sounded that good on the hymns, you know, the hymns mini. Maybe I just need to fix my voice. Uh-huh. Because it doesn't yeah. sound that good. Does that mean your voice or the computer or the himself's voice? Both. You wise guy, Dave. Both. <laughs> both. I got Dave. you, Bill. Yeah, both. <laughs> both of them. You know, they did have a show on Monday. <laughs> they did. Did you hear that, Dave? They did. They did. Yeah, I heard that. We did a cutback here at the Legend. I'll tell you, I think that that player is is awesome. I I saw. I saw the first video that you played. I did not see the second one, and that's you know that that's pretty clever. No, you know, but we're doing a short demo. Uh, uh, Jen, uh, what's her name? Jenny, I think her name is Jen Densler. I think it is. She does a very good demonstration. I, I found prices. I went to the website and found prices. The sense player is between six hundred fifty dollars and seven hundred ninety-five. Yeah, and the seven ninety five is probably the one with the scanner. Yeah, that's yeah. Scanner, yeah. You know, it depends upon how and what your need is. Some people need to do Braille, and that device, the way they're building it, has a lot of potential. You know, especially with the Google Lookout on there, it automatically turns the camera on and off. And if you're in a dark place, where I know we've talked a little bit about lights today, then you can, it will automatically read that text that, you know, and it makes it a lot easier when you can read that text. So you, you need to be able to read. So, so basically it's kind of like a Braille sense that, and you can read text with it, Without the Braille display, right? Yeah, because this is the the, the 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 better one has an optical character reader, so it can scan documents. Julie, yes, yes. And if that's not important to you, and you've got those needs covered and met, well, actually, on your hymns, you got the bigger one than I did. You can actually scan on that one too. It's got a camera in it, and you can. You can do that on that, and it works pretty well. So, you know, you've got those capabilities. The smaller devices, it's a little easier to scan because you can maneuver the device. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that would be an advantage. I I think it's cool the way they build it to make it so that you can use your, um, your phone with it. So that you can pair it with your phone if you wanted a keyboard for your phone. Yes. I don't I think, think I would so like why, that why? T9 stuff, though. I guess you can get used to it, and we did. Do you think you would like the T9 stuff? I yeah. prefer being able to type regular, but could I use a regular Bluetooth keyboard and, and bypass that? that yeah, I, don't I, I think you can because it has a USB-C port on it. And you can, if you can use a mixer on it, you ought to be able to use a keyboard. 
Actually, you can get pretty fast at that T9 stuff if you do it all the time. And I bet they'll probably build in some way to do thumb rail or something like that eventually. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the technology is going faster than the, than we can think, by the way. So It is. So, Chris, what was your take? Was you interested in that little thing? Or did it intrigue you at um, all? Not, well, I mean, I think it's a great product, so, I mean, I don't want to knock it. As far as me personally, probably not, because I have so many other ways to read. And yeah. we have the the regular sense, and we're thinking about getting the mini. Yeah. So, I, for me, probably not. Probably. Dave, what do you think? Well, I, yeah, I wasn't sure my mic was on. It is. I like the player. But um, if if I'm interested in the, myself to have uh, either a Braille sensor or the, or the mini, so right. And one thing it does have, allegedly, it has a good recorder on it. It is in stereo. Yeah, I don't think the Victor is in stereo, is it? No. Well, un- unless you're using headphones. Right. I don't know about the new one that's coming out. Well, the thing that's also a plus for this new device is that you don't have to send it back to Hims to replace the battery because it says there's a battery compartment and you can replace the battery if need be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose the other thing is you know, the the Victor Stream uses the da- one radio database and if something would happen to that guy or he loses interest or moves on then you're kind of stuck for right now. Where this one has the things. And um, PIMS is really good about first-letter navigation. So you can type an S if you want to find a stop button or a P for pause. You can type in those letters. So it navigates very well around an Android screen they built an overlay over it you know so it's it's actually a it's an interesting product I will say that for it but if recording in stereo or hooking it up to a mixer is something maybe is your interest that might be your thing and you know so it's it's hard to say by the way, I have a story to tell you about Ira yesterday, a very nice story. I had a very nice agent. Her name was Rebecca. And I, I got a new credit card because I, I had a credit card originally from Synchrony Bank through PayPal, but I never used it, and it was when I was having bad financial problems, and the interest rate in the card was 30%. I said, I really don't need this card, but I wanted to replace it with something else. And my bank offered me a card. For the first 21 months, I can transfer balance or I can use the card with no interest payments. So I thought that was pretty good. But I needed to read the back of the card that had the CID or, the, or that code that you got to put in if you need it. Um, and I got an agent, and I was right there. I was at my kitchen table. I had the lights on in my kitchen. And she didn't even need to tell me how to focus the phone. I knew kind of knew where, to, where I should put the camera. And she was able to give me that CID code in less than 30 seconds. And she said to me, 
By the way, I got to ask you a question. She said to me, "Were you a radio announcer?" I said, "Well, I did radio in college, but I kind of left that field when I couldn't find work." And she said, "Well, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I do voice work, so I just was just curious. I can always tell a radio voice when I hear it." Yeah, there you go, and you got that radio voice, JB. Well, when I was a radio announcer, I was Johnny D, your beauty on duty, because that's when we played oldies. I did the classic gold show when I was a freshman or a sophomore, I should say. And they made they maybe use the name Johnny D, your beauty on duty. So, but well, that now you know what then. though, Jeff. Now you're Jeffrey B, your your beauty on duty. Well, I'm not so sure I'm a beauty now. I'm a, I'm a bit old now, but uh, <laughs> but I was very I was very impressed, and I'm, well, I'm waiting to see what the new Ira uh, app looks like. Actually, the one who knows about the Ira app for the, is Charles because he's got the blind shell, and that's the same blind shell. It's the same app they're going to be doing for their Android devices, and that's what they said last week. We got it on our devices, um, our Android phones. Yeah, you're not going to see that much different. It's laid out a little bit differently, and some things. And if you use the desktop app for Ira, some you know off your PC, then that's good too. I would have right. to get a webcam for my PC, but I could do that with a webcam. Yes, uh, just a small webcam that would go into uh, on the uh, on my monitor and hook to a USB port. That would work well. How did your daughter like her little computer you found for her? She loves it. She loves it. Um, she she actually very much enjoys it, and that that's all that mattered. Uh, she likes it very much. My youngest daughter Brenna is looking for, and she's going to be sixteen. In July, as a matter of fact, her birthday is July second, and she is going. And what's that, uh, Jennifer? I'm sorry. I said, man, I remember when she was little. That's right, you do. And she wants an iPad for her birthday. So, and I'm not worried about that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what if she wants an iPad Mini or if she wants a regular iPad, but we'll we'll make it happen. Well, that would be an interesting thing. <laughs> So, so, Jeff, I want an iPad too. Uh, well, the cost is uh, the cost is forty dollars a month plus interest. No, no, just kidding, Tim. No, um, <laughs> Tim, do you think you would like an iPad? Well, they're interesting. I uh, I hate to say this, but I found touch typing almost easier on the phone than it is on the iPad. Oh wow! Well. Just my opinion. But I, I have better luck with it, and I have a smaller phone too. I have the SE three. Some people believe that. You know, we listened to a show after I was working on the podcast last night. It was on ACB, and the number of people that cannot give up their phone with the home button is amazing. They just cannot give up the home button. Jeff did it. I did it, and you know what? I If I had to go back to the home button, I would be hard-pressed to get used to it now because it's just like, it's, it's like magic now. I mean, I just don't even think about it. Yeah, Jeff did it, so I suppose... Well, I got a little bit of convincing from you, Bill, because I said, I don't know if I want to do this because I don't know if I can give up the home the home button and you said, you know, I think you, you're not going to have a problem learning it. And then when my buddy Don said the same thing, and he has an iPhone 13 Pro, he said, I don't see you just, you know, you'll have no problem. Just you'll get used to it. And I did. 
Dave and Chris, you did it. Did you have trouble with the home, no home button? No. Um, it just took, you know, a couple minutes to play with it a little bit. And once once you get it, you know, you, you don't forget it. I'm still having the trouble with the SE3 where every once in a while I have to do a hard reset. Huh. I got a sledgehammer. I got a sledgehammer, Tim. That'll fix your problem, okay? Yeah. I got a trouble with my with <laughs> my 13 Pro. Sometimes I'll ask Siri for something, and then she switches to Mexican. So then I have to go into the Siri settings and correct the language back to English. It's happened three or four times. And you know what the problem with these Apple devices is? I, I, a friend of mine was having a problem with an error on his phone as well, and I could not figure out how how, how, to, how he got the error because I couldn't replicate it. And, so, and, there's, and there's some differences in every model of these phones that, that makes it hard to do that. So, um, well, I, did, I did call Apple Accessibility about that problem, and they they went through oh, what do they call it, where they check your phone for, um, you know, to make sure it's it's operating correctly and all that kind of stuff. I can't think what they call that. It's Screen mirroring? No. Diagnostics. No. Diagnostics. Yeah. yeah. And she said everything looks good and everything and, um, you know, she said, you know, that it, she was glad I reported it and everything, and they uh, sent me the, the infamous survey, you know, that they always do. Of, Did we solve your problem and all that stuff? And I said no. <laughs> <laughs> but that I had extremely good person working with me. Hey, when I finished my IRA call, there was a survey question for me to ask about how the, how the call went, and I gave her very positive feedback and very positive comments. So. Well, it's hard to it's hard to to be an Apple person because they can't go in and make the changes or lock up with your computer like they do on Windows or something like that. So they're at a kind of a disadvantage. I was really impressed with them. Oh, this was a couple of years ago, but um, I had a problem when I changed from my iPhone 5, more than a couple of years ago, but anyway, from my 5S to the 8. Um, it didn't transfer over most stuff. <laughs> and uh, they actually had me use the camera on my 5S to look at the screen on the 8. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I had that problem when I was going from the 8 to the 14. And uh, I actually went to the app, the Apple store, and they were able to help me out. And, uh, and the, well, that's was, even easier. Yeah, remember I told you about that, Bill? We had a problem yeah. that way. But but I will definitely tell you that uh, I don't know if Ira takes advantage of the, of the back cameras now with the 14 Pro because there are three lenses in the back. But she... I was surprised because she didn't have to tell me move the phone to the left or move the phone to the right or move the phone up or move it down. It was just I must have been doing something magical because the whole the whole the whole call cost I mean cost right took twenty thirty seconds. 
it was quick she did the job you know and that's the main thing and that's what you call in there for I had to call back twice the other day I was trying to reset the the cooker here and it wouldn't first agent didn't understand or didn't want to or whatever I thought I better call back so I hung up right away because I knew it was going to be a no-go and the second one got the concept and we had it fixed so do we have Bill with a raised hand let me check again yeah, I, oh my God, he did raise his hand. You stuck, you, you stuck it up on me there, Bill. Go ahead, unmute yourself. All right. I just got a quick question. Uh, I'm going to have to upgrade my iPhone, and I'm just curious. I've never really looked at him in the store, but how do you activate? It? Well, I got the home key on this one, but how do you activate the, the serious stuff with it? What do you do? You just announce it, or do you touch the screen? Um, in new phones without the home key, at, at the bottom right. of your screen, as right. in the center, at the very bottom, as you as you slide your finger up, you'll hear a beeping noise. And I'm, I, I don't know if I can I can demonstrate this. I have a bunch of stuff on my no, phone. It's okay. I, I get. But, I you'll hear there'll be but, a beeping noise. Right? Um, it, eighteen notifications. Eighteen notifications. News alert. Now. Radio insight. Brian broadcast. And I, I'm, unfortunately, I've got so much on my screen now, but it's tough yeah, to do that. Point. But. But um, um, and the other thing you have to get used to on, on the if you were to buy an iPhone uh, anything above the iPhone uh, I believe it's the iPhone eight is they is they have Face ID and that takes a little bit getting used to but a blind person can get that camera to work because it'll tell you how to photograph it'll say move your face up move it tilted to the right tilted to the left and when it's in the, when it's right you'll hear a tone and it takes these pictures and I have two pictures so that I can look for I have. If I don't shave, let's say one day, I shave every other day. I have one picture of me with a with a slight beard, and one picture of me without the beard, and it seems to work. And I forgot what setting I had to do to make sure it doesn't care whether my eyes are open or closed because my eyes don't really function, and it works perfectly. Sometimes there's a problem, and I got to use my passcode, but it works very it works very well. It does take a little bit to get used to, but Bill, you've done Face ID, and Jennifer does Face ID, and I do Face ID, and the phone and the phone says, "Go away, you're too ugly." Now, if, if you don't need, if you don't want to do Face ID, the SE three still has um, the fingerprint. The fingerprint. Yeah, can you do? Can and you do non Face ID if you want? On the, on the on the fourteen or thirteen, or 12, you you can do non Face ID, but you have to. It doesn't have a fingerprint sensor, so you have to enter a a, a passcode, whether it be four or whether it be. Uh, um, of uh, four, uh, six, of uh, four, or uh, four or six digits, or whatever. So, oh, you would so you'd have to enter a passcode every time yeah. we use the phone. Then. Right. I mean, the face ID is much quicker. Sometimes it can be a pain. Like, for example, if I'm sitting at my desk and I and I turn my head towards the phone, it it wants to unlock the phone all the time. So what I do is I turn it th- around the other way so that the rear cameras are are facing me rather than the front camera, which uses the face ID. Right. So. So it, I mean, right, 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 right. entering the passcode is one heck of a pain when it's cold outside. That is and true. it can be one heck of a pain if you forget it and well, <laughs> it locks your yeah, phone up yeah, for a right. while. So I'm not using an iPhone, but I had a choice between Face ID or my fingerprint. Yeah, I mean that's an advantage to the Android. I, I, I got to tell you, I, I do miss the fingerprint sensor, but it, but again. 
as Bill said, you'll get used to it, and and you do. I mean, you, you get yeah, used you to it, but I do miss the fingerprint sensor. We got a couple more hands, Jeff. Yes, we do. Okay. Bill, right, thank you go. very much, uh, Connie. And then, can you unmute yourself, please? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> um, I am using an iPhone 11, and I would not. I wouldn't go back to the to the eight or anything without um anything with a home button again i why can you give us to give us your reason why well i've gotten used to to um face id and i've gotten used to how to how to um control it without the home button i mean i can always tell siri to to take me home i can tell siri to to power off the device you know, there's a nice command that Siri, and I, I can do it. Um, I can say to Siri, restart iPhone, and it will actually reboot the iPhone. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I, I don't know that if that's available on the 11, but I do know it's available on the 14s and the 13s, so it might be available on the 11. And it does work quite well, and there are times I've had to do that. So, so I'm glad you like the technology. How long did it take you to learn how to do all that, Connie? couple weeks I would say going back and forth with Apple support to get things situated like you know I could do this on the 8 how do I do it without the 11 <laughs> right Connie's pretty smart though boom, that's boom, pretty boom. how's the weather out there in Kalamazoo oh we're getting sleet right now we're going to have sleet and snow we're going to have an, we're, we're in the, our uh, ice storm warning I, I truly feel for you. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, Connie. I know. Sending, <laughs> sending it all your way, Connie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I was uh, listening to the news last night, and they, they talked about your city, Tim, saying how you were getting all that snow. Now, <laughs> what, what county is Kalamazoo, Michigan in? What county? Yeah, what county do you live in? I've been, I, you know, Michigan is one of those states where if you have YouTube, you can listen to a lot of the court proceedings. And I, Kalamazoo was one of the one of the places in Michigan where you can hear what's going on in the in the uh, in the criminal courts and and on YouTube. So that's why I was just curious. Um, I know we're in Southwest Michigan. Okay. I'll tell you in just a second here, okay. Jeff. Well, Connie, thank yeah, you. Yeah, tell me, tell him, then we'll both know. <laughs> just one second here. And Julie, stand by a second. We'll Kalamazoo get right to you. Kalamazoo County. Kalamazoo County. Okay. Yeah. Kalamazoo County. I know I'm going up there in the spring. Good. Maybe Connie will cook you a nice, a nice dinner. You can yeah. ask your A-Lady, and she'll tell you any of that stuff, too. Okay. As well as your phone. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Connie. You're do welcome. we have any more hands, guys? Yeah, we do. Julie, can you unmute yourself? Okay. Uh, so, now, how do you get Siri to talk to you when you don't have a home button? 
Um, you push the side button, which is uh, not the volume button, but the side button, the power button, and you hold it in. And, for example, if I do it, let's see if I can show you. Uh, let's see if we can do this. Um, 18 Siri, what time is it? It's 10.33 a.m. Siri, what is the temperature in Kalamazoo, Michigan? In Kalamazoo, Michigan, it's 31 degrees. There you go. All I did was I held the side button. It's the Jeff, button opposite the you... volume knobs. Yes. Okay. And it was able to tell me what I wanted yeah. it to do. Can you do uh, that restart command? I've never heard that before. Uh, let me see if I can get that to work. Let's try this. Siri, restart iPhone. You'll need passcode field. Zero of six values entered. Okay, hold on a second because I didn't get the face ID going. Let me just move. I'm going to turn my mic off for a second so I can put my passcode in. Okay. You... Restart wow, this device? Yes. And it just restarted my iPhone. It powered it down. And it should power it up in a few seconds here. Then and you can turn off your I'm, mic again. What's that? You can turn your mic off again because you'll have to put the code I'll have to back, put the passcode in. back in. But before I do that, I'll just say one thing. On this iPhone, I'll turn off the mic in a second. What you can do... I have, in, in settings, you can tell it, I want to have a sound when the power turns off and the power turns on. So that's how you know that you can do that. I know that's available on the iPhone 13 and 14. I don't know if it's available on the older phones, but it is very handy to do that. It's much better than that command where you have to hit the um, up volume, the down volume, and then the power button on the side to restart it that's much uh, easier the only time you have to do that and i found this out from my buddy don Brita, is if the phone won't restart properly and it that that's really what they call a hard reboot but i haven't had to do that you may have done it jeff I've done it once. I only did it once because no. when they were trying to get me to do it, when I couldn't get Apple to work, and, and then she couldn't get it to work when I was on the phone with her, I had to actually go to the Apple store to get them to help me out. Go ahead, Dave, uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I always do it that way. Volume up, volume down, and hold the side button in, and it'll say uh, power off, and just tap it. And But this is even better in one way because... You know, when you do that, you've got to swipe over there and make sure you don't hit that emergency button. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what scares me about those phones with the fit, with no home button. But I guess you can turn off that emergency thing. Oh, can you? Re- uh, that, I, think, I think somebody said that you can. Tim, go ahead. You, 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 uh, you, you, you say it again, Tim. I was going to say restart device works on the SE3 also. Very good. You know, there's a, also a way, and I hit the emergency button by mistake on my iPhone, and it started playing a siren noise. And I don't know, I don't know how to replicate yeah. that, but I, it, it did. It, it didn't. It didn't cause a problem. But I guess if I was in trouble, I could use that as a siren. And I forgot how to do that. I got to go to YouTube and figure out how to. Oh, do that. come so, on, Jeff. We want you to re replicate a siren. Not now, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You'll replicate the siren, all right, and the cops will come to his house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But, uh, Julie, I, I, I think that you could you could definitely get used to the technology, and don't, you know, there's a, 
there's a there's a song that comes from the old Broadway show Carousel. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. I always change that to don't be afraid of technology. Yep. <laughs> I, see, I like to get you to laugh, Julie. That's what's most important. <laughs> I want to see you laugh and have fun. It's not so much that we're afraid of technology. It's just uh, what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that could be true as well. Now, now, if I can use that jewel, that Breville jewel oven that they, Chris and Dave have. Oh, I could, oh, wait a second. I can't say that because I'm ruining my image if I say that. So uh, forget about forget about just uh, rewind the tape and forget that one. <laughs> no, Jeff, you're the beauty on duty. That's right. <laughs> well, have you gotten you. your jewel oven yet? No, I haven't. I haven't ordered it yet, but I, I I'm thinking about it. So, but I have a demo, and they did an excellent job with it, and I have the product manuals as well. I will tell you that Chris and Dave did a super, super job on that demo. So did you have, did you have, I thought you did not have Ira, then you, so you got Ira recently or? I, had, I got, well, I got Ira back last July when my credit card got renewed. It was my, uh-huh. it happened to be my, um, my, my Discover card and I couldn't read the, I scanned it with my, with my flatbed scanner. It could read the card number and the expiration date, but it could not read the security code and I needed to do that. And I didn't want to call someone to read it for me. And I said, well, I'm just going to get Ira. And, and you know, they give you the first five minutes free. But once I realized how quickly it could easily be done, I said, you know, I'll get the 30-minute plan for now. And of course, that things could be changing next year. But I'll get the plan. And, and I'll just I'll pay the $20 a month. And it'll be there for me to use if I need it. And that's why I have it, because it's insurance for me. to. Pay. And I showed my sister how Ira worked when I was when she visited me. And she said, well, I said, Sharon, you should be an agent. She says, I don't have the patience. But, patience but I, your time. <laughs> we she got says, a couple more up, hands. She said to me, yeah. Bill, I got to put up with you. <laughs> yeah. We got a couple more hands. We do. Julie, thank you very much, thank Julie. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll go to Joe Sorensen. And we don't want to, we don't want you. I know you're, you're getting older and your hands are getting tired. So unmute yourself, Joe. On the, on the melon. Hey, this is Joe here. My hands are getting so tired. Youngster, all you youngsters here in this coffee club. Well, anyway, I got an iPhone 12 in front of me. And it, you're, you're right. 12, it, it, it will not restart by voice command. So eventually I'm going to upgrade but anyway it was an interesting experiment but it just will not um, now one thing with, with with the wind blowing now at going from the south at 30 miles per hour I had the iPhone eating overnight and I'm on it I'm on it which I, I, I know the way the wind affects the tower and Ellen said hi series and hi and then she was functioning the way the way that she should, she she does more. But to to restart by voice command, they must have started that with with a thirteen, which uh, well, and and the iPhone SE three, which is what which is what Tim. Had. By the way, Joe, if 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 the patio furniture falls into the pool again, I want you to jump into the pool and and rescue it, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy, yes, you're betting a lot on an old man like me. Yeah, for heaven's sakes. You know, now, I, also, I, now, also, here's another piece of advice. If Ellen asks you to do something, 
take the hearing aids out of your ears and then pretend that you can't hear what she has to say to you. <laughs> and then I'm going to get myself... I'm, I'm in trouble. Am I in trouble, and then, You're in trouble. And, and you're, if in, does, you're in trouble now. <laughs> and if he does that, she has permission to run over his toes. Right, and don't oh, listen yeah. to him. Jeff's only been married 14 times. That's right. I've only right. been married 15 times, Joe. Yeah. Oh, so we, we can start a new column instead of Dear Abby, Dear Jeff. No, that's, let's, let's not say we did. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, Ellen I'm, I'm only kidding you, Ellen. He'll, he'd, be like, he'd be like when they used to uh, ask Ozzy Osbourne and Rolling Stone for advice. <laughs> no, no. You're in the doghouse, Jeff. Uh, well, I've been there before. I've been there before. But Oz, the only other thing Ozzy Osbourne could do is play Iron Man by Black Sabbath. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I think we got one more hand raised. Yes, we do. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs> Connie, can you unmute yourself, please? Hi. Um, I, I, I'm sorry I forgot to ask this question earlier. Since I left my iPhone 8 and got to the iPhone 11, whenever I use Ira, I keep it keeps losing Internet. Any suggestions? Ooh, no. Um, maybe the eleven doesn't have as strong as radios. I don't know why that would be a problem. I had a problem with an Android phone doing that. You haven't changed carriers or anything, have you? No. And your router's still the same, and all that stuff. Yep. Are you getting a good signal? Like three or four or five bars, or are you? I don't know how to tell. <laughs> oh, swipe up to the top to the right, and that'll tell you how many bars you got up there at the top. It tells you three bars, four bars, and who your provider is. Right, it'll sound something like this, Connie. Ten forty-two a.m. Swipe, swipe up to unlock. No, I don't need to do that, but... Just put your face... Swipe up for face ID. And it'll, oh, hold on a second. There we go. Now. Two of four bars on my cellular. Cellular. Two minute. Three of three Wi-Fi bars. Status bar item. Then three of three Wi-Fi bars at the maximum because I'm right near my router. So if you're at home, you want to make sure you have three of three Wi-Fi bars. Okay. And check that out because that 11 may not be as strong. And yeah, and where is your router in relationship to where you are? That that also has an effect on where you on, on how Ira works. So in other words, where is the router? When I, yeah, go usually ahead. when I use Ira, I'm in the office, so the the router is behind me in another room. Yeah. So you're pretty close. Oh, by the way, Connie, did you get your problem fixed last night when you wrote Jenny about the... Which one was you trying to subscribe? She was trying to subscribe to the Book Talk mailing list, and I sent her the link to it. But you can't do it that way. You can't do it from the link? Nope. You got to go... You got to go into... um, Go on to to the Legend website... Um, arrow down to where it says talk talk stations or talk radio or something yeah. like that. 
arrow down, you're going to see the, um, and then you'll, you'll see subscribe to book talk. You enter there. And once you've entered there, it's going to put you in your mailbox and you'll see the subject field and the, and then if you tab again, you'll see the, you know, where you put the message body. So then you push, if you're using Thunderbird, you push control L to send it and you get the, um, Verify this group message, so then you respond to that, and you're in. So you're you're, you're actually subscribed to the list, correct? Right. Very well, good. We're we're working on a plan that's going to allow us to individually subscribe people. So if they just send us an email, I can subscribe them. I've been working on this for the alumni, so this is not just this that I'm working on this for. So. If they let me do it on all those, then we'll have that to where you, I can just subscribe you. Okay. But you're already subscribed. She yes, did. I, I thought I would save her hassle by sending her the link, and I, but that didn't work. I already, I already got in. I, I sent you a um, email, Jenny, of, of the step, the different steps. So. Okay, I, mean, I, I did it. Need it. I did it that way, going to the website. But I was hoping maybe you wouldn't. What about to. the podcast? Did you find the first podcast? Or have you? I did. How I did, did you find it? I just went. I just went into where it said talk radio, and it was listing the different podcasts, like for the for the sports lounge live and the coffee club, and I went down and saw the podcast and subscribe to it good and then you'll be getting that and and that'll be good Honey, yep. you're getting to be a technology whiz yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're doing a i remember a few months ago or maybe maybe a year ago and stuff you were you, you you've really come a long way you really are doing a great job i gotta tell you thank you she's so confident now she's not the shy girl we first met <laughs> well, cool. I I said to myself, I'm going to get used to this Zoom because I'm not going to look like a bumbling idiot when I go into the book talk. <laughs> well, yeah, and but we need to make it as easy as and as accessible as possible. And the more people we get on the mailing list, like. Later today, you'll see Jenny's, you know, all of those book picks and all of that stuff. So that'll great. be that'll I'm be. I'm looking forward to that because I I saw some books last week I want to read, and I saw and heard some books that I want to read from so this week. So we're learning every week. Yep, that's all it takes is learn, learn, learn. Mm-hmm. So, good job. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. Well, I wonder if it's almost recipe time. Yeah, I'm thinking my stomach says it may be time. Well, we have 
ham loaf today, and next week we're probably going to have the scalloped potato recipe. So here we go. This one's easy. <laughs> One pound ground, yes, Jeff, even you could make it. I know you are going to say I was waiting for that, sir, Chris. <laughs> One pound ground beef. One pound ground ham, and if you don't want to grind your own, usually a butcher will grind you up some if you ask. Six to eight slices of bread or less if you want a little less bread in there. Finely crumbed. I mean, really finely crumbed. You can use bread crumbs that you buy, but I don't have as much luck with them. They're almost too toasted and dry. Two eggs. One-fourth cup milk. Two tablespoons dehydrated onion or regular onion if you want any. And about an eighth of a teaspoon of black pepper. All you do is you place all ingredients in a large bowl. Preheat your oven to 350. And mix. I, I just mix it with my hands. You can mix it with dough hooks from a mixer if you want to. I just get in there and mix it up good with my hands. Shape it into a loaf. Put it in your pan. And bake it for 50 to 60 minutes. Probably more like about 60. And uh, you can cover it with foil if you want to till it's halfway done. And then pull the foil off and let it brown. Sometimes it'll get kind of too crunchy if you don't put foil over it during the first half hour. So... Anyway, that's real easy. How do you break that bread up? With my fingers. I just you can do it. You could do it in a food processor or a food chopper, but I just pinch it up real fine. Do you want the bread to be a little stale so it's harder or do you want it to uh, be stale would be good, yeah. I've never heard of ham loaf before. I know I've heard Dave talk about it, but it's that good. Definitely a must be a Pennsylvania so. thing. I no. toast it Go ahead, real Tim. dark. I was going to say I toast the bread real dark, and then you can just crunch it up real easy. Yeah, it's easier to crunch up that way. But no, I know they had it in Chicago, or at least a form of it. I bet they don't have the ox roast. <laughs> and Probably not. Go ahead, Julie. You have your hand raised again. So, Chris, do you put a glaze or a sauce on your ham loaf? Do I put a what? Oh, a glaze glaze or sauce? No. No, I do not. But if you wanted to, you could put like a pineapple glaze or something. That goes with ham. But no, we don't generally. Yeah, because ham loaves that we've had usually... (coughs) Well, I think... The one that that they used in my hometown for you know for, you know dinners and things like that, I think had some kind of like brown sugar and mustard and some things like that kind of a glaze, um, and that they put over it. Anyway, whatever it was, it was really good. And Another, but I like ham loaf. Another thing I found works for breadcrumbs or for filling or whatever is uh, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that, Tim. You know, um, when my mom used to make chicken, Chris, and she would make fried chicken, she didn't use breadcrumbs sometimes. She would use cornflakes for the for the, uh, for the, for the the breading. And you'd chop them, and, you know, 
crumple them up and make cornflakes, and it, and it actually came out pretty good. My sister-in-law sister used to use sour cream and onion potato chips. Sometimes I use special K, but for regular fried chicken, I just use, I usually just use flour and salt and pepper. Understood. Now, in Home Ec, um, we learned a recipe that you dipped them in, that you dipped the chicken in um, butter and cracker crumbs and baked it. And that turned out good. Sounds good, Julie. Of course, I've learned the best thing to do is to is to, when someone else does it to eat it, sample it, and enjoy it. That's that's what the beauty would do. Let's see who right. we got moved. <laughs> All right, Bill. Um, it's, we're getting down to the wire here, Bill. Go ahead, unmute yourself. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, real quick, the ham loaf. I made one the other day. And I've done it before where I put pineapple glaze on it. Also, I put barbecue sauce over it. I've even made like an ordinary meatloaf. Just put ketchup over it. Well, as good as I I've could, even, but I've even, I didn't see yeah. anything in there. But, you know, it was pretty hot, so. Right. And I've even put, um, I've even put just sliced onion on top of it and baked it that way. I mean, I've done them, I've done them all kinds of ways. I mean, I, and I just, last night I had uh, chicken and rice dish. Or you bake, put three cans of the cream mushroom, cream of celery, and cream of cream of uh, chicken soup with the rice. Melt a stick of butter in the pan, mix it all in the pan. Lay your chicken breast or legs or thighs, whatever you want, on it, and bake it for an hour. It's really good. Boy, I'm getting hungry now just hearing you all talk about all this stuff. <laughs> Of course, then you can season it too. With you can just use the soup, soup in the, the can, seasoning in the soup, or I, I season it with uh, a little extra chili powder, a little extra pepper in the in the rice mixture, and then I uh, on the on the chicken I'll sprinkle either well maybe I'll we'll sprinkle some barbecue sauce over it or yeah. whatever you know all kinds of stuff put over it right. And you cover the foil and bake it for an hour at 350 and got your chicken and your rice and, and all you need is a vegetable or something with it. Very good. All right, Jeff. It's great. It's leftover, too. Right. Sounds real good, Bill. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have anybody else, Jeff? No. Nope. I thought we had two. I'm sorry. No, that's it so far. Well, just a couple notes. We're wrapping up. We'll be on All Things Radio tomorrow night. Um, a radio I reviewed a couple weeks ago, the FWFR-39 had a major update. I didn't know it, and I plugged it in last night, and they almost tripled the stations. It really is rocking with stations now. And they improved the tone a little bit. So they really, really went to work on that update. So lots of Internet stations. So they're doing a pretty good job on that. So not as good as TuneIn yet, but they're they're closing down hard on it. Let's see. 
Jenny, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? No, I don't think. I'll just be uh, remind people that the, for a book talk next week, well, one of the topics is going to be books that take you someplace. Right, when you've read a book and you went on a journey, maybe to Australia, maybe you went to the Middle East, maybe you went to the Holy Land, maybe you went maybe to you went Albany, to Mars. Maybe you went to Albany, New York. <laughs> yeah, a little old Albany. And the, how many people live in Albany, Jeff? You know, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll ask uh, Echo. What's the population of Albany, New York? Let's see. Hold on. Ninety-nine thousand two hundred people. Oh, I thought it had way more than that. No, it's it's not a, it's not a big 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 city, but it's a huge area. In, the, in other words, uh, where I live, I live in the suburbs, and the the, the village of Colony is is one of the largest villages in the uh, that that's known. Uh, that it, it encompasses the town of Colony, the village of Manans, Latham, uh, and where I live, of course, uh, as well. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty large area. Yeah, I bet if you threw the county in there, it'd be a lot more. True. True. What, what's the name of the county you live in? I'm in Albany County. Albany County. Now ask it what the population of Albany County is before. Let's see what say. Echo, what's the population of Albany County? According to the 2020 U.S. Census, the population of Albany County is 315,000 people. 315,000 people. See? Yeah, I was looking at the city of Albany, which is, of course, smaller. Yeah, it's kind of like the city of Naples, but the county has got close to 2 million. So that's a lot of, a way lot of difference in people. It definitely is. So... Jenny's preparing for books. I'm working on my alumni directory and keeping that caught up and making some technical changes behind the scenes on the legend to make it run smoother and keep things going. We had to put in a new certificate yesterday, which normally you can get them for free, but free is free is free, and sometimes you have to get a professional one that, um, especially, you know, you're trying to protect people's email addresses and things and stuff when they come on your site. You really need an upgraded certificate. Well, shoot, so, some of the web browsers won't even let you go there if you don't have one now. Right. I couldn't even go there. It kept complaining and saying... Go back where you came from. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that. So, anyway, we are just about out of time here, I think. And so we'll say, Tim, have a great show. Keep up the great show. Let me know if you have any problems, Tim, or anybody complains about the legend not working or a problem. Let me know, and have a great day.